Thank you, Dr. McLean. I welcome this uh, opportunity to offer uh, very brief comments on this occasion. To begin with, although I'm familiar with Thomas Aquinas College and its fidelity to the church, which as I deal with institutions of learning both even in the secondary and on the university, it is always for me a great blessing that we have a college in our midst that we can trust will teach not only what the church believes, but what the church challenges us in fidelity to Christ to live each day. As Dr. McLean said, I have known Father Buckley since my own days as a student at USF. His nephew Jim and I were friends, and Father Buckley still is a model of priestly ministry these many years. He served as the Sunday supply priest in my home parish in San Francisco of St. Brendan's. In addition, uh, known to the tutor and to the administration, the tutoring staff, I um, was taught by Dr. Dillon's brother-in-law, Mr. Bill Corkery. So my experience of the college, though I've never visited before, is knowledgeable because of, again, your great reputation. In preparation for my visit, I went back and read the various publications that I receive uh, in my office as the bishop. I suppose they're sent to alumni and benefactors and the bishops in the United States. And with Thomas Aquinas' emphasis on a single integrated curriculum, which is, is described in the materials, employs the liberal arts and sciences. Students are guided in the pursuit of truth and wisdom. An aspect of Thomas Aquinas College, the experience, is something I'm intrigued by. It's called the St. Vincent de Paul Lecture and Concert Series. I read that this is the result of the generosity of benefactors who they themselves must have had a great devotion to the work of this saint. The explanation in the material and on the website for the college speaks of the charity, both to the materially poor and the spiritually poor, that characterize Vincent's ministry. The poorest of the poor, the ones that St. Teresa of Calcutta would often speak of, are those who do not know the truth. I believe it's providential that this program has as its patron this great saint of the 17th century who has something to say to each one of us today. So often when we hear of St. Vincent de Paul, we relate it to his work in the society which does great acts of charity in cities and in towns and parishes. It is said his example of charity was so great that during the French Revolution, the statues of Vincent were not destroyed or vandalized. Now, in Vincent's life, certainly he is known for his work of charity, the great organizer, and with Louise de Marriac, the widow, founded the Daughters of Charity of St. Vincent de Paul. He's also a great reformer of the clergy. That's less known. In fact, he was one of the first to begin the institution of the reforms of the Council of Trent, which developed the seminary system as we know it today. But he wasn't satisfied with just the training of young priests. He saw that those already ordained, often illiterate in the faith, needed to be formed. And he instituted what was called the Tuesday Conferences, where he gathered those already ordained and instructed them as to really what the church taught and believed. Those weekly days of recollection helped in the education of those priests as they pursued paths of holiness. At the time of Vincent, there was a phrase very popular. If you want to be an enemy of the church, be one of her priests. 
Now, sadly, so much of the recent press has determined that there are some clerics who this description really aptly applies. With the thousands of letters that Vincent wrote to Louise and confreres, we have an insight into the pressing needs of the church at that time, which is all well and good. But for you, especially the freshman beginning your education here at Thomas Aquinas College, he offers to you and to all of us a spirituality that was heavily influenced by Cardinal Beru, a spirituality that's often called the French school. It's characterized in some of the great saints, John Hughes, Francis de Sales, and even the non-saint Jacques Ollier, the founder of the Sulpicians. There is one aspect that I think, as the entire school community of Thomas Aquinas, that I hope permeates your life in these four years. And it has to do with humility. Now, if you look through the publications and all the materials of this great school, obviously you're not going to read that being humble is something Thomas Aquinas is proud of. In fact, when I went to Gonzaga, I was told by one of the Jesuits that at Gonzaga University in Spokane, it's been known that the Jesuits take great pride in their humility. (laughs) Now, Vincent called attention to humility in the sentiments of Mary. My soul magnifies the Lord. He who is mighty has done great things for me. And he calls to the attention in his writings the words of Paul. What have you that you have not received? And if you receive, why do you boast as though you've not received it? That is the important side of humility in studies, rendering glory to God. You are a select group of individuals chosen because you have what it takes academically to pursue this rich course at Thomas Aquinas. Within an academic program, again as rigorous as Thomas Aquinas, with a long line of successful alumni, and certainly a gift to the church in those who have felt the call to religious life and priesthood, Thomas Aquinas is essential to the health of our church in the United States and beyond. One of the challenges I faced when I was the auxiliary bishop in the Diocese of San Jose was the Silicon Valley. What had been a rural part of Northern California, farming as its roots, especially in apricots and pears and cherries, had suddenly been transformed first in the 60s in aerospace, and by the time of the 80s and 90s, we know the story of the Silicon Valley. The problem with technology as opposed to farming is that the lessons of Scripture are lost. In a farming community, you're very dependent upon God for the weather, the rain. You're growing something which is providing for a need, namely food. And it requires tremendous patience as you wait for those crops to grow. In the Silicon Valley, with the emphasis on technology, you're providing essentially for a want. That is something faster. And the difficulty is patience are not appreciated, and the individuals all too often see themselves as the creator and not part of creation. Humility is the guardian of all virtues, Vincent said. And you look throughout the Gospels, and you see that St. Vincent de Paul was right. What is Jesus' life but a series of acts of humility and humiliation? 
Humility looks to reality, to truth, and to God alone. Humility creates a climate of peace, joy, and simplicity. As we look to Christ, our Savior, who says, Learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, those words, I believe, are essential to this community. Because the reality is, with a track record of such success, you can become the target of the devil and evil. And suddenly, all of this good, which the church desperately needs today in the lives of you as young people, to become the first church, God willing, parents raising your children in the faith, and also have called the priesthood and religious life to be part of a new call to holiness that this church, our church, your church, needs desperately at this time. I mention this not because I found anybody that I have met from Thomas Aquinas. I had a great dinner last night with Dr. McLean and family and the deans and Father Buckley, but I mention it just because no one is beyond temptation. In the 37th Psalm, those beautiful words should guide you also. I stumbled, but I did not fall, for you held me by the hand. Those are the words that guide you. This is the education that forms you. And it is your family and above all, your, our God who loves you. So in this well-respected and successful place of learning, so essential to the life of the church, I encourage you to ask for the intercession of St. Vincent of Paul. And in his life and in his example and in his commitment to Christ, you will find that with humility, you can be excellent and not elite. With humility, you can be grateful, not entitled. And with humility, you will be wise and not arrogant. God bless all of you, and your, my prayers are with you as you begin your studies.